Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. circle. Wrist shot. Score! Patrick Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Harris takes a snap. Draws back. He throws. That's complete and a big game for the Eskimos. It's Ricky Collins Jr. again. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Four minutes left in the second quarter. Hamilton leading Winnipeg 14-9. Good matchup. Friday nighter in the CFL. Winnipeg 5-0. Hamilton is 4-1. Trade today made by your Edmonton Oilers as they have sent unsigned draft pick John Marino to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a conditional sixth rounder in 2021. Marino was drafted in the sixth round back in 2015. He's from Massachusetts. He's played three seasons at Harvard. Now the Oilers will get that sixth round pick from Pittsburgh if Marino signs an entry-level deal or if the Penguins trade his rights before the 2021 draft. So not a blockbuster trade today, but a little bit of Oilers news from earlier. The Edmonton Stingers are on the road against the Niagara River Lions. This is a good showdown in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The Stingers at 11-4, Niagara at 12-3. Two and a half minutes into the third quarter, Niagara up 55-50. The Niagara River Lions. Don't look now, Jessup. There's a river lion on our heels. Also, the Edmonton Prospects in Okotoks. That game coming up in about an hour. Prospects 21-23 and 23 on the season. Half a game up on Fort Mac for the final playoff spot in their division. We've been updating you on that playoff race the last couple of weeks. It is a tight one. FC Edmonton will play tomorrow afternoon at Clark Field. 4 o'clock kickoff against Forge FC. The Eskimos have moved to 4-2, and one-third of the season now in the books, and they took it to the lowly Argos last night. Let's light this rocket. Harris goes under center. He'll turn, hand the ball off to Shaq Cooper. He drops it. He drops the football, and Darby recovers it, and the Eskimos lose it again. Bethel Thompson bouncing in the pocket. He's got trouble, and down he goes. First sack of the game for the Eskimos, and it is Kwaku Botang. Bethel Thompson drops back. He throws deep downfield. That's intercepted. That Eskimo football coming back the other way. And it is Money Hunter with it. He comes up with the football across the 50-yard line and the Eskimos defense turns it over. Uh, now they're on the one. We'll see what happens. There it is. Touchdown Eskimos. He's in the pocket. Throws up into the air. Nice catch at the 12-yard line by Tavon Smith who climbed the ladder, picks it up and first down for the Eskimos. Cooper gets the football. Will he get there? He'll get the first down. He'll get the touchdown. Shaq Cooper into the end zone. Eskimos up 19-0. And there's the deep ball and 
finally Josh Johnson has his interception. He's been trying to get it all night long, and he finally picks it off, takes it to the sidelines, and it's Eskimos football. Kilgore places it, White kicks it, and he has hit his fourth straight in this game, and it's now 26-0. And that's it. It's all over. The Eskimos score 13 in the first half. They score 13 in the second half. They don't give up anything all evening long. They win 26-0. All right, so now the Eskimos with a little bit of a break. Next game, Saturday, next Saturday, August 3rd in Calgary. That'll be a good one against the Stampeders, who are also 4-2, 3.30 countdown to kickoff, and the game will start at 5, all right here on 6.30. Chet. Hey, my name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports. What a joy to have you tuning in tonight. Hope your Friday has been perfect so far, and it's going to get even better. This is usually the time of the show where I tell you if you would like to communicate to me in any way, you can text 630-630. Well, the text line is not reliably working today, so you can still text me. I may or may not receive it. It may come in several hours later. It's not reliable tonight. But now that it's just our cozy inside sports group listening, Kellen, I I got a little bit of a confession to make. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to get in closer to the mic. Very personal here. It's Kellen Kennedy, by the way, our studio producer. So I didn't want to say this when Jay Lynn was on. Okay. Or when there were other people around or people listening who might, you know, m- m- want to tattle on old Wilkie. Fair enough. I am partially responsible for the text line being down. Now, here's what happened. Okay. As you know, I was able to procure all the canned hams that David Letterman did not give away on his old television show. And I am storing them here at the station. Mm -hmm. I now realize I have stowed them precariously close to the fiber octet line that brings in our text messages. Right. And a bunch of squirrels tried to get after those canned hams and in the process chewed through the text line. Now, I'm not spreading that around. I'm asking all of you not to share that with anybody. There's 14 of you tuning in tonight. I'm asking you, keep that on the down low. But the squirrels went after the canned hams. And then it's kaput for the text line. Yeah. Squirrels and text lines, that's not a good mix. So I think I, I, I could possibly get in trouble for this, but I, that's, you know, I, I figure, I, like, I'm not going to not admit it, but I'm not going to actively put it out there either. It's cool. I'm not right. going to tell if like you don't if yeah, nobody else exactly, tells. That's exactly. It. So that that's why. Uh, in one ear, out the other. But you know what? People can do. They can pick up their old-fashioned uh, phone tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Special priority tonight for anybody calling in from from a rotary phone. You'll get bumped up in the queue. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins R E I D W I L K I N S, and uh, the email is Inside Sports at six thirty ched dot com. This is going to be really fun coming up after the 6.30 news. We have Alex Tagliano in, Alex Tagliani in studio. He has visited us before. He's in town for the NASCAR Pinty Series Luxor 300 that goes tomorrow at Edmonton International Raceway. He's always a very entertaining and informative guest, so I look forward to having Alex in studio. Looking ahead a little bit, I will not be in on Monday, Kellen. I will be attending the Def Leppard concert at mm-hmm. Rogers Place. Very exciting. I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Going to get to see them again. Always a fun show. Uh, I, I realize that there's a younger generation who don't really know a lot, if anything, about uh, Def Leppard. So, well, I learned, I learned two things this afternoon. 
here at, at 6.30, Chet, at the Chorus Broadcasting Compound. In, in this station, we have Chet, we have Global News Radio at 880, we have Kiss and Country, and uh, what's it called now, the, the Fred? The Chuck. The Chuck, and the we Chuck. have the, the Chuck 925 is the other station uh, we have. It, it's, it changes names every three or four months. I think it's in the, in the, in the agreement with the CRTC. So I, I, first thing I learned is that Friday at 3 o'clock, we have about a 15% attendance rate in the chorus building on yep. a Friday afternoon in July. It's a ghost town down there. There were more tumbleweeds than human beings. It's easy to find parking, though. <laughs> Hopefully there's enough parking even when the attendance is good, Kellen. You should talk to somebody <laughs> about that. But uh, that's what, and the second thing I learned is that the overall knowledge of Def Leppard is even lower than I expected. <laughs> Producer Brad Whisker, what are your top five Def Leppard songs? I don't have a top five uh, Def Leppard songs, Reed. I'm very sorry to disappoint you. You have a top three, two or one even. Uh, I will go with the one everyone knows, and that's Pour Some Sugar On Me. Do you want to sing it? Maybe later on a Friday night, but not at like 6 o'clock in the evening. What are your top five Def Leppard songs? I can't name any of them. You can't name even a single one? No. Kevin Robertson, Global News Radio at 880. Leopard. Best of Leopard. What's on your mixtape? Well, they, they did Walking on Sunshine, right? I, I, I really like that song. What are your top five Def Leppard songs? Boy, I'm getting a lot of stunned silences from this question. You have a top one. Armageddon is yeah. a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Def Leppard... if I can name five Death Leopard songs. Can, can you give me your top three or even top one? I don't even know if I can name one. Oh my God, can you spell the name of the band? I don't know how to spell. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> McCarthy of 630 Chad and Global News Radio 880. Rock of Ages, Pyromania, Pyromania is an album, not a song. Do you know how you know how let down I feel right now? What am I thinking of? No serenade, no fire again, just a pyromania. Devin Horn, Global News Radio 880. What are your top five Def Leppard songs? Is is there that many good ones? What a burn. That is an, an incredible burn. Sorry, I don't, I don't even think I could, other than like pour some sugar on me, I don't think I could name more than one Def Leppard song. I'm sorry. Uh, Hysteria, pour some sugar on me, rock it, and let's get rocked.
nobody got to five, but at least Paul O'Neill at the end there got to four. It is 6-18. It is 17-9, Hamilton leading Winnipeg with a minute left in the opening half. We have Alex Tagliani coming up, and we will take a quick look back at one of the most significant sporting victories in Canadian history. The anniversary is tomorrow. is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. I could listen to that all day, watch it on YouTube all day. The great Don Whitman calling the men's 100-meter final from the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. Donovan Bailey cruising to the win for Canada, one of the greatest sporting moments in our history, which will celebrate its 23rd anniversary tomorrow, July uh, 27th, the actual anniversary of the race. And uh, Donovan Donovan Bailey, who uh, was on this show on a previous anniversary, uh, talking about it. Well, first of all, I you know I had a terrible start. I was the, I was the, I was the second last guy out of the blocks, and I thought, oh man, this is not good. I mean, mind you, again, this is me reflecting because clearly I didn't think that, I didn't think that in the race. I didn't have didn't have time to think that. But but listen, I I got out. Uh, I realized I, I I had a terrible start, um, and and the whole thing. The whole I mean, and but we have practiced all this, and 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 um, I practiced all that, and uh, and um, you know, I just realized that. If I don't panic, I get into my acceleration phase. There is no man that existed before me, and the only man that that's gotten bigger tops, a higher top speed than since then is Usain Bolt. So there is nobody. None of those guys are, are in my league. So I knew that if I if I just relax, I would probably hit top speed later on, uh, which would probably be around the 60, 65 meter mark. And so I knew probably about then. I mean, I, I knew that when I got the blocks I, and I started getting back into my drive phase and, and I could feel, you know, it's almost like um, I could feel, you know, Frankie and, and uh, the, the lanes between me. I, I could feel those guys. So I knew that I knew that I'd won it probably about 16 years. And, and, and I really, my job was just not to panic. Donovan Bailey, who, uh, like you said, he didn't didn't start very well. And one thing about that race, and for those of you old enough to remember it, which is most of you, I think, Kellen, you watched it as a young lad mm-hmm. in North Edmonton. There, Actually, you I wasn't f- in Edmonton when I watched it. Oh, where were you? I was in the United States watching it. All right. I was on summer holidays, so. So there were numerous false starts, including there were three false starts before the race, including two by Linford Christie, mm-hmm. and then he wouldn't leave the track. Well, you know what? I actually got I got a little upset at those guys because I actually said them. I, I actually said to those guys in the blocks, I said, relax, the race is going to be over soon. I remember I said that to them. Uh, you know, uh, you know, because because I was one, uh, I was I was so prepared. Uh, but I think that it, it like it it, it 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 takes a little bit. It takes a little edge off 
I think that when you're when you're there and there's a false start, and that's one of the reasons why it is that that rule changed. It, it, it's the rule change that happens today is specifically from the race in 1996. Uh, you know, I, 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 at no point, I mean, at, at no point did I did I think I was going to lose, and I think part of the problem with guys trying to pick. Uh, is, is, is everyone trying to jump on on someone who they think that that, that, that they can beat, or they or they have this the faint idea that, that that they can win? Now, yeah, the, the, on the track it was a little different. Uh, I thought, um, you know, sometimes having a conversation about a pure race is something out of dreamt of having. Uh, the fact that I had to share that stage, I have to share the stage of me breaking the world record being the Olympic champion, world champion, and world record holder, the first man in history to do that, not in Canada, but the first man in history, it's, it's, sometimes it, it, it's a little disheartening, uh, almost like a slap in the face when, when you're, you know, when you have to share that with, with obviously, Linford uh, got disqualified and realistically should just walk off, walk off the track. Now, I look at that in, uh, like, reflecting on that, that, that's my opinion. On the track, I really didn't, it didn't care because I was there for a job. My job was to win the race. That was what I was going to do. And he did his job. Some reflections from Donovan Bailey 23 years ago tomorrow. He won the 100 meters in Atlanta. Alex Tagliano racing tomorrow at Edmonton International Race Raceway. He's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Studio next. Hi, this is Greg Ellingson of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Shed. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight at 6.33 at halftime. Hamilton leading Winnipeg 17-9 in the Canadian Football League. Get more on the Eskimos' shutout win over the Argos last night on 630Ched.com. Well, this has become uh, an annual tradition here on 630Ched and a very good one to have this gentleman drop by. He's getting ready to race tomorrow in the Luxor 300 at the International Raceway. It is Alex Tagliani. Alex, great to see you. How are you doing? Good to see you. Very good. You? I'm doing excellent. I'm glad you have dried off from Saskatoon. It sounded like quite the adventure a couple of days ago. It was. It tested um, tested the team, tested the series, um, tested the fans, and uh, the promoter there. But uh, somehow we got help. Uh, Mother Nature decided to uh, stop this monsoon uh, just in time. Uh, there was good lighting around the track, you know, for for putting uh, a race at night. The fans uh, took shelter, but uh, they stayed. They never, they never went away. And uh, the series decided to uh, just do everything they could to put together the race, and and we did. It finished quite late, but um, but it was a good thing because the team the next day were able to start getting their car rotated and turned around uh, to come here. Okay, so in Saskatoon they do two races. Yep. So the first one was 
Would you say perfect conditions, near perfect conditions? Or it was dry. Uh, well, no. We, okay, we, we had some rain during the day, right? Okay. And what happened is that uh, the way the track is built, um, you know, it, it has some weepers. Weepers is where the water comes through the crack of the asphalt and it continues to leak, even though the track is completely dry. So there's okay. some... And I got caught, by the way, by one of those, you know, big weepers. Um, I was running fifth and uh, passing uh, back markers on the outside. I got pushed wide a bit and I touched the water. And on an oval, like if you touch water, it's like ice. And we spun. There was nine laps to go. And uh, yellow flag, obviously, because of the spin. Okay. And then it starts pouring rain. And then it never restarted the race. So we finished 11th. The last race... We came into the pits before the start of the race to make an adjustment to the car, and uh, we we uh, we were 19th, and uh, we were up to fifth at some point, and uh, and then we were battling with Lacroix. Lacroix got by again at a restart, and um, 74 car uh, Kevin. I was trying to pass him, but uh, we couldn't make the the pass, you know, until the line, the finish line, and we finished sixth. Okay, so you're getting ready to go uh, tomorrow here. In Edmonton, you're uh, fourth this season in the NASCAR Pinty Series, but still half the season to go. So you got a lot of a lot of time to make it, and it's very tight at the top of the standings. Yes. So so in, anything can happen. Still, when it comes to the weather, is is it the wet that's the worst to drive in, or what is it for you? Um, I mean, on oval track, obviously, like we never run in the wet. As soon as there's some water, they shut it down. They, they stop. You know, they wait until the track dries. We go back. It was actually my first time that I drove in some conditions like that. I mean, there was literally water coming across the track. It was, you know, fairly slippery out there. Um, and, uh, but it was, you know, it was okay. At the end, you know, we, we were able to put a race. Um, in in, uh, in regards of, uh, of rain in road course, yeah, I mean, we, we will race, but it's it's not nice, you know? I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, like to have a really, really good event, you need to have, good conditions right there's nothing like i remember this summer at the beginning of the summer like we were kind of we had a really long winter in montreal a lot of snow snow was still on the ground in may right so everybody was like oh come on can the winter just go away and victoria day weekend around the 18th or 19th of may at mossport we had like two days of like just sunshine right and uh, i don't know if it was because the people were just eager to get out but it was our our um our most attended uh Mossport race in may okay and um and it was really nice to see all the the rvs and and uh all the crowd uh, around the racetrack uh, you know like already on friday so it was i was there with my daughter and we were driving around the scooter and i could see so many people out there so it was it was quite good so if you start throwing some wet in there you know it's like you'll drive you're in the car you're gonna do your race but right. what's happening outside of the car it's just the different atmosphere it's, it doesn't look as good people are wet so if if you can get like some good weather and you know sunny weather uh, it's always better for everybody. Alex Tagliani joining us in studio. We talked, you told a great story last year about how hot you can get in the car mm-hmm. and the kind of basically an air conditioner that's hooked into your helmet for yep. lack of a better explanation. So is that is that heat in the car 
regardless of the outside temperature? Or well, could, let me or, explain okay. this air conditioner because people think, oh man, he's lucky. <laughs> I was coming here, okay, and with, with my friend Colin from Cantork, and he has a very nice car, so we don't want to do any, you know, like uh, publicity for, for cars that are not given for free, so he bought that car, but it's a very good car. And we are freezing in that car, and <laughs> air conditioning is working really well. <laughs> In my car, it's not the same, right? We have like this air conditioning system that the way it functions, there's no Freon, there's no, you know, radiator like, you know, a normal car would have. It's it's a unit that basically grabs air from outside with a NACA duct, brings it inside that unit and has the property of cooling it down by 10, 15 degrees. Well, it doesn't sound a lot, but when you're, at 140 degrees Fahrenheit inside the car and you drop like 10, 15 degrees, you feel it, especially if you're sweating a little bit, you know, inside your helmet. So it refreshes you. But I'm telling you, in Toronto, it was it was so damn hot that a couple times I put my hand on the unit, you know, flicking the switch to on, right. thinking, you know, oh, I shut it off on a full course yellow and it's off, but it was on and I couldn't feel a damn thing. So. You know, it's um, you know, it's there, but uh, you know, to work at its best, you need you need kind of 19, 20 degrees Celsius and a, a fast track. So it should what, be okay for more. Should be good conditions tomorrow. I think then. what I've heard and what I've seen on the on the radar, it shows that it's gonna get warm in the middle of the day, but then it will cool down rapidly when the race will start. And that's kind of good conditions for us to have our uh, unit to work. What, what, how do you hydrate during the race? So. Um, start hydrating, you know, today, tomorrow. Uh, in the race, we have like um, a bottle, um, and I use, you know, special product with a lot of electrolytes. Oh, okay. That's been working really well for me over the years. I've tested, you know, a lot of things um, in IndyCar, long duration race like the Indy 500, and um, this works really well because it's a combination of electrolytes, sodium, potassium, and it doesn't have a lot of sugar, something that you don't want because you don't want a spike and you don't want it down right. while you're driving because it will affect your your reflexes, you, you know, like you, you get you get tired already because yeah, it's very hot. Probably. Concentration, So as long as you get, you know, the same blood sugar level, no spikes, no insulin spike, um, but, you know, replenish your electrolytes that you're losing, it's, it's good. You won that race in Toronto. Yeah, we won. We won. It was a good battle. It was a good... Um, it was it's a good race. I love that race. We've been really good. We we won twice now, uh, in the last three years and uh, two poles. So uh, good racetrack for us. Um, but it was a good show. So uh, yeah, we're um, we're happy. We just have to increase our little program on the short oval track. Uh, from our team standpoint, we have a three car team, and the three cars are suffering right now. We don't have. We didn't put the, we didn't put the finger on what we're lacking right now in regards of balance and what the car does. But um, the guys have worked really hard, and I think um, you know maybe this weekend will be the good one. How much did you win by in Toronto? Very small amount, like a tenth of a second. At oh, the line, and were by you, our nose. Were you protecting the lead, or did you pass somebody right here? Yeah, because, I mean, my car was quite good, and we, we were almost controlling the race, pretty much the entire race. Um, and I had my pace, but uh, on one restart, um, I protected the inside, because the nature of the track is it's kind of a... 
uh, funnel, right? And when you break, you're you're the reference guy. So if okay. if you break early, someone's gonna jump inside you. If you break late, you know he's gonna break early and he's gonna try to get you out of the corner. So anyway, like there's no way to hide, right? And um, so I, I was I protected the inside to, you know, close that hole, and you know I got hit a little bit in the back. And then because I protected the inside quite aggressively, I left a nice outside lane open. So the P2 guy braked a little bit later and he turned and I turned tight and we ended up, you know, almost side by side, you know, my nose at his door. I got pinched in turn two and I hit the wall on the inside and I bent the right front suspension. So I had a lot of toe in in the right front. This was right as it finished? Uh, with three to go. Three to go, okay. And so that guy crashed two laps later, so I'm still in the lead. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, Rangers on the outside now for the restarts. So we're going to have a green, white, and checker. But now my car is not as good, right? So I have a big piece of wing that's flapping in the wind in the back straightaway. So aero is not that good. Uh, car is not really good, you know, like the way it was before because the, the toe-in has been bent. Um, so, yeah, a bit of kind of protection, but uh, just enough to not get bumped and um, and get passed. That must have been, well, I mean, I know you've you've been through this, but that was not the ideal way to drive the last two laps with the lead. I mean, were you confident <clears throat> still or were well, you thinking? I think this track is, I mean, it's, it's pretty tricky. I mean, the guy that was... That was second place, you know, he's very clean with me so far this year and uh, we've been, you know, racing. He's been racing me last year and he, he won Toronto after I led the entire race on a restart like that. Uh, so it was the same competitor that was, you know, there again this year. Um, so it was like, um, you know, uh, um, unfinished business for us, but it was kind of a movie that we saw before. Right. Um, so it was great to come out, you know, with the win, but it's it's such a weird track where you know if you bump and and you don't put the guy in the fence the guy is going to bump you back you right. know like so you can't go like in the last four or five corners right if you make a bump and pass and you don't take me out of the race now you're my target right so um and and i've passed him early in the race when he when he bumped dive on the inside at a restart and i did a really clean pass in turn three so it's i didn't use the bumper to pass him um so i i don't i was not expecting him to use the bumper but i got caught in xfinity in mid ohio where i passed pretty much everybody super clean all race long and and uh that guy you know like was passed by me 14 laps before the end of the race and then he used the bumper on the last corner and he won the race oh wow so uh i learned not to uh take things for granted so i always uh, you know a little bit uh you know careful uh, i was looking in the mirror and i was expecting a little push um it didn't happen because also the track doesn't really there's you're surrounded by walls right so okay. if you would have tried to push me in the last three corners of the racetrack um it would have been a big crash between the two of us or i would have done it to him like right away again so right it's you know it's it's tough to do all right so uh tomorrow what's up well what time are you gonna get up tomorrow so eight probably so you don't do anything too different then on a race day well, we need to go to sleep early tonight. I'm telling you, the last two days, buddy, <laughs> it's been... So you'll um, catch up on some sleep tonight. Uh, well, you're out for practice at 12.30. 
qualifying at uh, just after four, and then you guys do autographs like from six to seven, right up until a half hour before the race. Yeah, we have an important practice because all the teams have one hour, and that one hour practice, you need to try a few things to know, you know, where the car is, and you don't have the chance to put you know new tires you have to use your tires you're you're, okay. you're limited by a certain number of tires that you can use during the season and uh so you need to use like the sets that are available to you some are old some are not new but they don't have a lot of laps that are you going to use to do a mock a mock run for qualifying but the stagger is different you know they're the, the sway bar preload could be different because the, the 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 tires don't have the same stagger um so those type of information you're gonna grab you know that in your notebook and just before qualifying you sit down after this hour of important practice and uh you make a call and then uh, you try to have the best overall car for the race i think it's pretty cool you guys like i said you're signing autographs up until half an hour before you're competing most sports i don't know if any other sport has that i mean hockey players you can talk to them in the morning and then don't football players you don't even talk to on game day before the game you guys are interacting with fans yeah. up until half an hour before well i mean did you have uh, to get used to that when you started driving yeah yeah i um you know when when i uh start when i was racing in indycar you know there was um, an exercise that i really like to do and uh, you close your eyes and you visualize yourself going around a lap your best lap of the weekend that at that moment and um and then if you have a stopwatch you time yourself okay so you do that in your mind and by the time you cross the finish line you press the button and you look at it and when you do that the first time you'll be very surprised but you know you'll be very quick right because the mind's the, always quicker the yeah. real lap will be a minute 10 and you'll do it in 30 seconds right but when you start practicing that sort of like exercise and you are able to you know uh, um replicate you know like the lap time you know like to half a second you you start really putting the real lap in your head the downshift the braking the turn in oh there's a bump there oh i, I hit the curb you know like get a slide there i turn lock the tires and all those details now are all in you and if you do that quite often when you're back in the car i'm telling you it works anyway for me it's like everything is natural right you don't miss anything in the racetrack in my life when i'm in bed and i do that at night you know over over the course of a weekend i, I could tell you things that i've you know have done or, or on racetracks and qualifying you know in 2004 right this is this is what this sort of practice helps you to remember and to notice you know very important you know details and 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 you use them in your talks with your with your engineer your crew chief so on and so forth so i like i like to do that and um and i like to just chill before the race you know but in in racing that's it that's not possible because you have to interact you have to go to you know suites or corporate suites shake hands meet you know sponsors go back down do autograph session um and you can't be you know like closed up in a box you know before those type of activities so i i, I got used to it and um did other things to kind of flick the switch right when you're in the race car but it brought some other negatives like so I'm, I'm i'm very nervous and my mind works a lot because when i'm interacting with people i don't have the chance to do this exercise because they're gonna say is he sleeping <laughs> so you have to have your eyes open and you have to 
hear people. Um, so basically, when your mind is op- is, is you know, wide open and you're thinking, now you're questioning if your your choices of setup are good, if you have the right tire pressure. It's, it's hard to, you know, take your mind away because you're not doing anything, you know, mentally to, to, to concentrate. You're basically chatting with other people. Right. Um, so the only time that, you know, like, the, and some other people are very nervous when they're getting in the car prior to the race, me is the opposite. When I get in the car and I strapped in and I, and I start for the warm-up lap, everything goes calm and and collected and it's all cool so that's awesome yeah Alex Tagliani is in studio. We'll spend a couple of more minutes with him. He's racing in the Luxor 300 tomorrow, NASCAR Pinty Series 730 at the Edmonton International Raceway. This is Don Unum of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Good to have you tuning in tonight, Friday edition of Inside Sports. Hope your weekend is off to a good start. Alex Tagliani is in studio. Hamilton leading Winnipeg 29 in the third quarter in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Winnipeg 5-0, so that unbeaten run might end tonight. Alex, uh, great to see you again. Thanks for coming in. It's always a, a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, what what type of race do you think it's going to be tomorrow? Anything unique, unique to Edmonton or anything where you come to Edmonton and you start to think, okay, this this might happen. i got to be ready. So I have to tell you, I mean, I've come here like many years, you know, with the IndyCar and um you know we were talking about it yesterday I, I honestly i don't know i don't know if it's because i have some connection here i don't know if because we have a sponsor that is from here cantork um and you know we're we're spreading some love you know to the car and and colin brings good positive energy to the track colin from cantork is here yeah exactly you can say hi colin you must love this guy what a driver to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've been fortunate to be able to work alongside a lot of different drivers, and, you know, we get to, you know, get to know a lot of the IndyCar guys. We know our, our friends in the, the NASCAR Pinty Series. I mean, we have a lot of great drivers, but Alex is definitely special with what he brings to the table. Um, you know, and then getting to, um, you know, getting to showcase what we do in front of our, our you know, our home fans in, in my backyard here in Edmonton is awesome. Yeah. So in regards of the racing... We've been fortunate. Uh, we've been competitive. The team has brought some good cars in the past, um, and somehow we uh, we managed to to win a race in a dominant way in 2016. We finished third last year, so we have we have um, we have good history here, and uh, hopefully uh, tomorrow is going to be a good one. You have been a, a pretty strong advocate for for food allergies. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a little bit of background there and the kind of stuff you do so i mean you know in racing it's pretty difficult to find sponsors and and to put together a commercial program that is going to follow you and they can, is going to support you and allow you to do what you love and your your passion um and finding something that is connected to you is is even harder but this happened um we met six years ago and uh and i asked uh epipen if they wanted to use the motorsport platform to promote food allergy awareness around the country 
and they jumped on board. We've done various different uh, things, even here. Um, I remember Colin from Cantork allowed us to use his shop to do an unveiling where in three different provinces, Quebec, Ontario, and, and Alberta, we had a contest in, in school where they were designing the car. And, um, and this year at the first race during the month of allergy in May, we went to a school with a car that was blank. There was only the 18 on the door and uh, we printed uh, 365 uh, stickers of uh, the top 10 allergens in the world. The kids uh, colored them and then they went outside in the parking and they stick the sticker everywhere uh, and we raced uh, the car that way at the first race. We invited the 25 kids from the school that was that were allergic with uh, people from the representative from the school and their parents and they were there and we give them shirts and hats and they were there to support their uh, their car um, the the truth is it was not the most beautiful car out there because it looked you know like a old bad uh, Picasso it's like graffiti <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> graffiti okay. but it was for a good cause um, and I was I was quite happy that the school was supporting the event and and the kids really when you look at them you know put you know fish and 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 gluten and and um, uh, uh, peanuts eggs uh, dairy um, it was quite interesting to show that this particular uh, activation allowed the kids to learn all the allergens that exist, uh, the most known, um, and also to have other kids in the school that were allergic to all these allergens. Uh, so the interaction was great. I think it did what it needs to do. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see, hopefully we can continue this program. Alex, you're always a pleasure to have on the show. Uh, we'll have to try to connect maybe over the phone later on in the season or just have you on to talk about whatever because you're always entertaining and informative. All the best at the Luxor Let's 300 hope that tomorrow. we can talk about leading the championship at some point. And Colin, good to see you again as well. Thanks for having us. We're back after the news. Blake Dermott's going to break down that Eskimos win. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.